Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod, a podcast about aligning yourself with the life you want. And here are your hosts, Sandy Abel and Shannon Young. Good morning, Shannon, and good morning, everybody. Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod. Good morning, Sandy. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you, Shannon? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm excited to be talking about this topic today. Yes, it's really, really important. When in a recent episode, we talked about self-esteem and self-confidence. And today we're going to talk about where you came from. Because where you came from is a strong influencer on your self-esteem and self-confidence. And it's important to understand how you were raised and the messages you were given so that you can look at your early experiences and what you learned about yourself from the people around you and decide if those messages still fit who you are. This is such an interesting topic because I think we all have people in our lives who come from a variety of backgrounds with a variety of family situations. Some people's parents stayed married. Some people have never known one parent or the other, or they just had a lot of trauma in their life. But the way that affects them later in life is so interesting because each person kind of gets to choose who they become. And so just because you've had a really messed up childhood doesn't mean that you have to go on to struggle through the rest of your life, but you have to be aware that you have the power to change that. Absolutely. And in order to change it, the first thing you have to do is see what it is and be able to look at yourself and say, oh, wow, I learned this when I was a kid. Uh, it may be my parents fought all the time and I thought it was my fault. And so I decided that I was a bad person and nobody wanted me around, where in reality, what it was, was, was your parents were having a bad time in their marriage. And as a child, you took that personally. And then you took that self-image into your adulthood. It's important to be aware of that. So where do those messages come from? Like, what are the, the messages that are so important when we're we? Well, we learn about who we are and what the world is from watching and listening to the people closest to us. Usually it's parents or, or the people who are raising you, siblings, and then it branches out into family and friends and then it goes into the culture. And for example, when I was a kid, back when the dinosaurs roamed the earth, <laughs> uh, women were supposed to be helpmates to the men. And we were not supposed to be strong or powerful. And if you were, you were called a pushy broad or uh, other really rude names. And so the whole purpose of being a woman was to take care of the man and raise the children and keep the house clean and all those things. Well, obviously, that's not a good thing these days, and it actually never was a good thing. But I had to redefine what it meant to be a woman. And was that a conscious decision on your part? 
it was a process. I remember when I was in high school, I went to the guidance counselor. I wanted to go to college, and I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. And he said, well, college is a good place for you to go so you can find a husband. Counselor was a male. And he said, that's a good place. Go to college. You'll find a smart man. And if you don't, you can always be a librarian or a teacher or a nurse. And I was pretty horrified because (laughs) I didn't want to do any of those things. And I had to figure out wait a minute, there's something wrong with this system. It doesn't work for me. And that's when I started redefining what it meant to be a woman and who I wanted to be outside of the cultural norms. How was that process for you? Because you were trying to fit into a system to work within the system, but still changing the rules. Well, I changed them for me. And that was, it was an internal process first. It was looking at who I am and allowing myself to be strong and have opinions and be powerful, even if people called me nasty names. And I was able to slowly figure out what my skills and talents are and then move ahead and become who I wanted to be. But first I had to look at what was holding me back Mm -hmm. and give myself permission to move ahead. What about you? Did you have anything like that? I think being born in the 70s and then hitting adolescence in the 80s which was hypersexualized. I think we, and especially with all the media and MTV being a brand new thing, the messages were that if you're female, you need to be sexy and that that's where all your value lay. And yeah, I've just never been one of those people who looks remotely like anybody on the cover of a magazine. And that was a, it wasn't really a struggle, but it, there was a definitely a, giant question mark inside me that said, there's no possible way I can compete with this image that I'm supposed to live up to. So how is that fair? Yeah. You know? Right. And so I I don't know that I actually addressed it so much as made a conscious decision to work on becoming comfortable with myself, figuring that the people that I find attractive are the ones who are happy and who are secure in their identity And that maybe if I could get to that level, then I wouldn't feel that need to compete on this other weird playing field. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty powerful. And you accomplished that, obviously, because you're quite successful. And you're also very beautiful in your (laughs) own your own classic way weird way well no no it's not weird it's unique and it's you and you're gorgeous oh well thank you well the message was here's where as a woman you matter and eventually after being alive on the planet for long enough you start to see that wherever those messages are coming from Like, I don't think it's some huge conspiracy to keep women down, but it just becomes this overwhelming message that we all pick up on. So then it kind of becomes part of the larger consciousness. But yeah, there's a quote somewhere, I think maybe it's um, Byron Katie, 
and the author. Oh, yeah. Saying uh-huh. something yeah. like, I think she calls it the work, doing the work. And the questions uh, are like, right. is this true? And then when you answer, the next right. question is, yeah, but really, is this true? <laughs> right. And, exactly. And I kind of applied that to the situation was like, is it true that this is all I can be? No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. How is that right? So then from there, exactly. the challenge just becomes, okay, then what path am I going to follow? And getting comfortable right. with me, even if nobody else is comfortable with me, at least is better than nobody being comfortable with me. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's how I approached it. And so I don't know if I was changing the message so much as just rewriting the game for myself. Which is exactly what we all need to do. We need to rewrite the game with who we are in mind. And sometimes we have to spend some time looking at that, figuring out who we are mm-hmm. or who we want to be, looking at our skills and and interests and things that make us smile and happy and also look around us and see the people that love us for who we are, not for the fact that we are the gorgeous woman on the cover of the magazine. Mm-hmm. And let's start to define yourself based on those things rather than what the culture or your family told you when you were three. It's important to be aware. This seems like a topic that is applied to women more frequently than men, just because women seem to be the ones fighting the gender roles. But do we all go through this? I think we do because men have different gender roles, but they have gender roles too. When little girls fall down and hurt themselves, people swoop in and pick them up and, oh, poor, poor dear, you know, you'll be fine. It's okay. If a boy falls down and hurts himself, the common response is, you're fine. Get up, get on with it. And men, boys are taught to grow up and be strong and stoic and not deal with feelings. Not It's not okay for little boys to have feelings. And that's an old attitude. It's changing, but it's still kind of prevalent. Men are supposed to be strong and in control. So I think there's gender roles for everybody. Limiting gender roles, gender stereotypes. Oh, limiting gender roles. Yes. And the important thing is for each of us to be aware of those. It used to be that if a man didn't have a job, didn't work, stayed home and raised the kids so his wife could work, that was looked down on like, oh, there's something wrong with him. Although if the wife stayed home and the husband had the job, that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And in my neighborhood, there are a lot of very educated couples and several women who are physicians or other professions, and they work and their husbands stay home and raise the children. Right on. And that has nothing to do with the capabilities of the man. It's they're just sharing the roles so that they can both do what works for them and what works for their children. Mm -hmm. And it's so wonderful to see that these younger people are living the lives that work for them and have redefined what 
usual gender roles are. Mm -hmm. What this has to do with personal power is that if you want to be strong, first you have to be clear about who you are and who you want to be. And you do that by looking at the beliefs you have that empower you and also the beliefs you have that limit you. And once you can identify and shift the limiting beliefs, then you can be personally powerful. But it's not <laughs> as easy as it sounds to change the way you talk to yourself because that's been instilled in you from whenever you were little. So how do you change that voice? There again, I, that's absolutely what it's all about. I call the the little voice in your head, your shoulds. And a lot of them are good. A lot of them are things you learned when you were younger about things you should or shouldn't do. And you shouldn't go play in the middle of the freeway. Okay, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> Hang on to that Keep one. Keep that one. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, you should pay your bills and be responsible. If you say you'll do something, you do it. You should treat people with respect. Those are all good shoulds, and you should keep those. But then there are also shoulds that tell you that you should not take care of yourself, that everybody else is more important than you are. Mm hmm and other kinds of things like that, other shoulds that are negative it, because they hurt you. And it's the whole thing is about being aware of what messages you got, who you got them from, and what their purpose in teaching you that was. And does it still apply to the adult that you are? And is it defining the way you want to move ahead? Or do you want to shift it? It can be scary because it's not just a matter of changing the kind of input that you're getting from yourself. Once you start talking to yourself in a different way and demanding something different from yourself, it also means you're going to have to look at the people you surround yourself with. Exactly. I think that's the reason there are so many divorces these days is because when people get married young, they haven't yet looked at a lot of their shoulds and they go into the marriage thinking they're marrying one person. And then as they grow, they start to realize, wait a minute, this isn't really the person I want to be. So they start to change, and then the other person looks at them and says, wait a minute, you're not the person I married uh, because you have changed. You've gotten stronger, or you've gotten more powerful, or you're not just wanting to stay home and take care of the house and the kids. You want to go out and work, or whatever it is. And I think that as you surround yourself with people that supported the old you, it's going to cause confusion and problems in relationships. As you grow, 
it's important to surround yourself with people who like the new you, the newly defined, stronger, more powerful you, and want to be supportive of that. How does it change the rest of your decisions? Or does it moving forward? Making this decision to to value yourself according to what you think is important as opposed to what maybe the people around you think is important. Oh, wow. When you make that decision, you take back control of your life and you are in charge of you. And that's called having personal power. <laughs> where you can run your life, being aware of the rewards of your choices and the consequences. Mm -hmm. If you choose to to become a certain person, uh, it may, the, the consequences may be things you don't particularly want. So you need to look at that. But it's still important to be aware of what your shoulds are if you want to keep them or not, and how you want to move forward. And you have to be willing to accept that relationships will shift, uh, people will come and go, but you will find yourself and be much happier. That's the goal. That is what it's all about. So we can live a happy, empowered life the way we want on our terms. Obviously, accepting the rewards and consequences that come along with that. What do you think about all that? I think it's interesting that, I don't know if it's true for other countries, but in this country, if you go to any bookstore, there will be a self-help section. And it is just full of information and books about changing your life. And while that Information is absolutely valuable because if you don't have the tools, then changing can be really hard. Right. But on the other hand, it really is just kind of as simple as sitting quietly for a few minutes and thinking, are things working for me? Why aren't they working for me? Why am I struggling? What needs to change? So those, all that information is really helpful in saying, here are some ways you can change. Here are some things you can do. Here are some ways you can approach situations. But ultimately... All of that change comes from everything you've already got inside you. Exactly. But it's about giving yourself permission to let go of the old shoulds and being willing to risk that the people you care about, your parents or your siblings or whatever who taught you those shoulds, might be disappointed with the new you and being willing to accept that. And move ahead in the direction that works for you. Mm. So that takes us to our next episode. The little (laughs) person inside each of us. Yes, that's such an exciting subject. And I'm looking forward to talking with you all about that. So stay tuned for episode four, Your Inner Child. Thanks, Sandy. Thank you, Shannon. 